Hoffcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoffcast. Uh, sitting in uh, the place with me, right here, the very talented actor Ryan Churchill. Thank you for welcome. Thank you. You are talented. Thanks for having me. You're so modest. So are you. (laughs) We're kind of the same guy. Well, that's how we know each other, right? Yes. Because if you (laughs) could see us sitting here, it's kind of like we could be twins. We're just uh, the whitest person that you know. Imagine that. And then you have two of them sitting here. Yeah. Just like a skinny Midwestern white boy that needs to shave Mm -hmm. is duplicated right here. That and so then we have met. I think that's how we met, right? Just yeah. running into each other at commercial auditions. I think we met on the set of a commercial. We did meet that, yeah, the first time, yeah, on the set of a commercial, which was for Microsoft. No, no. So I think that I we met. It was something directed by Craig Gillespie. That's and right. I wasn't in it, but I was like working on the crew. That's right. Of it. That's right. You had a dog hanging from your arm. You yes. were like outside of an emergency room and you, there was a dog attached to your arm. I forget this every time. Yes, that was like a Charter Communications or a Cox Communications commercial. Right. And it was I played a neighbor kid that was that like scaled the backyard of of the other neighbor to steal cable when I didn't need to. I could have just gotten you Charter. You could have gotten Cox, your own. <laughs> and I got attacked by their Pomeranian, and it was still stuck to my arm, and there was, right. like, prosthetics, and it was nutty. But directed by feature film director Craig Gillespie. Craig Gillespie, who uh, won... Did uh, I, Tanya win an Oscar for... I can't say that it won. It might have won in some category. Yeah. I don't think it won Best Picture. We didn't win Best Picture, but maybe it won won something big. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Congratulations, Craig, on winning something big. Yes. By osmosis, so did we. I mean, he would (laughs) never have gotten there without us. Yeah. That's for sure. Let's see if I can look this up, what what I, Tanya, won. Uh, So then where did we meet beyond that, though? Have we shot a commercial together? We did, yeah. It was... uh, a commercial we were on set i believe um it was different commercials but they sometimes just for the people at home sure they'll shoot like five commercials in a day five different spots in a right. day all at one spot in one location and that's what we were in a high rise downtown la it was samsung samsung that was is that it. it that's it yeah directed by Ma- mangold Robert yeah mangold. James, james mangold, mangold sorry. who has won an academy award for uh walk the line right they need to Craig and James need to thank us. <laughs> He's lucky. We won them awards because they've worked with us. I think I think James won it before he knew us. But yeah, so we sat on the that stars set. were aligned. There's a lot of waiting around on a set. It's yes, boring, boring. That's the thing. Yeah, to shoot 30 seconds of a commercial, it takes all day. 14 hours sometimes. It's ridiculous. Yes. So you and I sat there talking football and stand up and life and kids and that for a good 14 hours yeah Um, and we're just downtown la okay so i'm finding it i tanya won uh allison janey won for best supporting actress that's right she played the mom with the bird yes and uh, won a bunch of like screen actors guild but it was all allison right yep yeah yeah she was great in that that's right she was the mean mom mean mom yep crazy mean mom glasses smoked right was sick had oxygen had a bird on her shoulder yeah she was just yelling at her daughter who was skating i can't yeah there was probably a bird yeah i feel like there's a bird in there or am i just rewriting i tanya (laughs) in my own mind i thought it won for uh for like screenplay or something so did i so did i that's maybe i'm just seeing no this is all the awards at uh academy award to allison jenny it must have been nominated for all those things yeah i'll bet it was nominated for best director best picture Best screenplay, yeah. and then she won it. That's right. But he can still thank us. Yeah, Craig Gillespie can still thank us. I mean, he had to direct us before he, he got direct, there. Right? So we were a building block for him. So <laughs> so we met on that one. I was not in that Cox or Charter or whatever. Right. Uh, but I, I was on a you Pepsi were... one with him oh. last year. Oh. So, But that was after this as well. So he can thank you. He yeah. can't thank me. Yes, I've also done what else have I done with him? Um, draft Kings. I did a Draft Kings spot with him. Okay. There was like a shaving debacle. Like, Do you have any idea how many commercials you have filmed? Ever? Right. No. Yeah, ballpark? 
so my first one was in my first one ever was 2005 2005 is that when you moved out here i moved here in 2004 and like nine months later i booked my first one okay 2005 how excited were you when you booked that first commercial was that the first thing you booked or did you had you booked other things i had booked uh like industrials in chicago okay like a Walgreens industrial where I played a kid illegally buying cigarettes. That was my first gig <laughs> ever. It was AFTRA. Oh, yeah. Just okay. AFTRA. Just AFTRA. Industrial, yeah. Right. But no, in LA, yeah, that was my first ever one. And it was a learning experience. Yeah. I had one word. Not one line, but one you had word. A word. What word was it? It was like, um, yeah. That's two words. Is it? You just doubled your <laughs> your did. screen Double, time right there. <laughs> yes, and I couldn't get it right. Oh, we told this kid to just say yeah, and he keeps saying um, um yeah. yeah. He's making a meal out of this yeah. <laughs> people in video are like, what? Is he adding um? Is it me or is he adding um? Is it me or, or did um come out of nowhere? Um, Ryan, you're adding an um. Am I? Um, I'm sorry. Your character is supposed to be confident, and yet you add this um, which really just undercuts the yeah. Yeah. Yep, that was a bad experience, and I'm lucky I made it past that because it was sat in a trailer all day. Okay. Because, they, again, they were shooting another spot before me, but okay. you have to get there. So I sat in a trailer, watched kill all the Kill Bills. They yep. gave us a DVD set of the Kill Bills in the trailer. <laughs> Here you guys, just watch this, eat yeah. a donut. And then literally like 9.30 at night, they were like, okay, we're ready for you. Right. And they throw you into the set, and like it was whatever that's the other thing about commercials is they tell you to be there at six in the morning and then you won't shoot until so much later you're like oh i understand why you have me here yeah. just to make sure i'm here yep but you do not value my time at all no other than they do pay pretty well it pays well but you don't value my sanity very well right right the sitting in the corner of oh, yeah we could tell war stories of commercial <laughs> holding areas forever. Right. Yes. Well, that's how we met. So I. So you, it's good. Good to see you again. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see you too. We've kept in touch ever since. So, just backtracking, we met like two thousand seven ish. Ish. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. And since and then, then we've gone on. Samsung was maybe twenty fourteen. Something like somewhere that. Somewhere in there. Yep. And uh, we had the same commercial agent at that time, I think. Yep. And I remember. I, that's how we found each other because I, I remember seeing your name and like Rain Agency next to it on the culture. Yeah, yeah, and I was yep. like, okay, I'll go. I'll go. We know the guy. I know that guy, and then we got the same agent. I'll go talk to him. Yeah, nice. and that was it. And then we, yeah. And growing up, Wisconsin. Yes, is that right? Where yep. in Wisconsin? Southern Wisconsin. Okay, awesome town called Beloit, Wisconsin. Gotcha. Very southern border of Wisconsin. We literally could see the "Welcome to Wisconsin" sign out our front window. Is that right? Coming yeah, out of so, Illinois. Yep. So okay. Fifteen minutes north of Rockford, forty-five minutes south of Madison. Wow. Yeah. So you grew up uh, Polish. I grew up. Nope. Um, me personally, I'm straight. Like you can't get any whiter. I'm literally. I did my. <laughs> what is it? Twenty-three and me. You did that? I did it. You gave them your I stuff that they sell? scrounged up as much spit as I could. They need a lot of spit. Like, I think they need really? to revamp that. Yeah, what? They give you a test tube and you got to spit? Tube and you got to fill it up. Really? Like, you got to just keep... That's so gross. It's disgusting. I can't stand my own spit. Okay. My spit tells me I'm 50% British, 50% Irish. Yeah, that's about as white as it gets. Yes, but in Wisconsin, there are a ton of Polish, Norwegian... And some Germans, and yes, there's a lot of those. So there. your father's side, Churchill. What is that? Churchill's my dad's side, so that's English. That's English. That's the yeah. Grandpa Winston Churchill is the English side. It's not my grandpa. <laughs> it could be. Are you related? I tell. I say that in auditions. Yeah, in auditions. That's like, how you book so many things. Well, you know, as the grandson yeah. of Winston, because they like, they're like, wait, what? What is he? What? Wins? Get is him he? back in here. I don't know. We got to bring him to the callback. Let's get him a little more information. Hey, sometimes you got to lie to be interesting. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I don't even, so yes. Okay, so you did the 23 and me, and it came back 50-50. They're yep. like, there's no shot of anything leaking in there. Nope, like I can't claim any form of like ethnicity or, or minority or anything. See, I never did that uh, because they, right about the time I was thinking about doing the 23 and me, it was right when they're like, they're selling it to everyone. Yep, I missed that. People are going to be able to clone you. I, br I, I was pre that. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> They're like, don't give them your spit, man. Yeah. They'll, they'll make you into the, the Golden State Killer. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, whatever. Right? That's how they found him. That's right? what I fear. Like, I, I, I'm all the time in different hotel rooms, and I'm like, if anybody ever gets killed in here, yeah. like, certainly there are pieces of me and, everywhere. And, and this is gross, but do you bleed in your sleep just a little bit? I do. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not often. I mean, I wake up every morning, and, like, there's always, like, oh, there's a little, there's a little spot of blood you, on my you, pillow. Where, where are you bleeding from? I don't know. Like, you I, don't, you've not found the hole? Well, okay, so here, like, I'm flipping you off right now, yeah. which people can't see. Like, oh, yeah? So I'm a Wisconsin boy. I, I butterfly my brats. I cut my finger butterflying my brat the other night. Okay. That means just cutting it down the middle yeah, so it looks it fancy. Lengthwise. It's a fancy hot dog so you now. you put it on top of a brat burger, and it lays flat. Right, okay. And you enjoy it more. But- I woke up the next morning and I I had dinged it in the night, so I had a little blood on my pillow and a little blood in the bed. So to your point, sure, I, I'm always just bleeding a little bit in beds. <laughs> so if I was on the road as much as you, I would probably leave some DNA behind in my own blood. Yes, and they they would find a dead prostitute or something. And in that they, when they scan the room, they're like, "Well, here he is." Yeah, he- and I will have no alibi because I'd be like, "Yeah, I was." You know, especially you would be on the road. Yeah, don't, like, come on, everybody. You guys bleed in bed, right? Yeah. <laughs> that like, happens to everybody. Guys, back me up. Everybody bleeds. Listen, right? to, listen to this. Listen to the Hoffcast. I talked about how much I bleed in bed everywhere. God, I hope that happens. I need the listeners. Yes. <laughs> let's let's amp up <laughs> the uh, the listenership on this. Yeah, get a murderer on, uh, on the show. Boy, wouldn't that be great? If wouldn't you... that be, and it doesn't have to be you. Any, no. any one of my guests could be a murderer. I'd be like, well, he did seem a little fishy. Yeah. I oh man, see now I'm nervous because they have my 23 in me and I I bleed. I'm a bed bleeder. <laughs> well, I, you know what? It'll also help though if you kill somebody. It'll help your movie. It will. Right? Hey, the thought has crossed my mind. Something. Do something. Promo is expensive. PR is difficult. Right? I think sometimes people just say things, uh, you know, on TMZ or something just to stir it up. You definitely. You know? you Any can... news is is good PR. Yeah, because you've got. Your movie is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, so we we could. I'll preface it. The movie's called the sixty yard line. Yeah, that's what we're here to talk about because it's football season starting. I love football season. So we go into promo. Are mode. you a Packer fan? I am a Packer fan. Okay, I am. Yes, even living that close to Illinois, it didn't bleed over Bears. No, but it does. Our city is very weird. It's literally like fifty fifty. There's a ton of Bears. Is fans. that right? Yeah. Like at a certain point, it just turns from blue to green. It gets a little bit gnarly at times. Huh. Um. Yes. So, and I did like you know all of us appreciated the '85 Bears. Sure. So, well, like, you got the the shuffle, the Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah, You've sweetness. got uh, the refrigerator. They were great. Like I had tons of Bears cups and stuff. I was sure. Like, oh, yeah, Super Bowl shuffle. I did the Super Bowl shuffle because we were terrible then. Like the Packers were terrible then. Who was the quarterback in the '80s at the time? Is that Don, Don Mikowski or whatever? Yep, yeah, Magic Mikowski. Uh, uh, oh my God! What's going? Um, is that who Favre replaced? Yep, he the, got injured. Don did. Don Mikowski got injured in a game, and he and, came in and, and Favre just came in. He was just a backup. He was yeah. just a kid out of who's terrible. Came up from Atlanta. Yep, they got him in a trade or an exchange from Atlanta, and he came out and his first pass was to himself. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it got we, tipped up, and he he caught it. Caught it. Yeah, I think lost yards. He didn't like run yeah. for a touchdown or anything. It didn't start off well for him, but then it, yeah. You know what's funny is I was looking the, the other day. Do you know when Favre's last season was? It was the interception with the Vikings in 2009. Yeah, it was 2009, 2010. Yeah. I, dude, I could have sworn he was still around like 14, 15. I thought, and maybe it was just the threat of him coming back. It just lingered have, for so long. I, I've kind of blocked that out. He really pissed us off, like with that whole thing. Have like, you forgiven him? We all have. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, you had the retirement, retirement day up thing, there. They brought him back, and we were like, okay, but like, well, yeah, because he went to the he left because was it Aaron Rodgers' time? Was that just the thing he was about to become old hat? Um, Why did he retire the first time? Man, what is wrong with me? Why did he retire? Uh, was he injured? Because your movie takes place in 2009. Yeah, we, he's no longer there. He's not. It's the season that he comes back and plays for the first time. Like, we address it. We address it in the movie directly yeah. that this is the season that he comes back to Green Bay playing for the Vikings. In Ooh, Lambeau that. Field. See, that's what pissed you off. It's not the two years he spent with the Jets. It's that he came back with the Vikings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you can't, I mean, 
It would have been less bad if it would have been like the Lions. The Lions, but Bears would have been worse. Bears would have been worse. Like the Vikings, Vikings were the Bears. That's a like Jets were fine. Any other team literally would yeah. have been fine other than the Vikings or the Bears. But I can't remember why he left. Oh man, what's wrong with him? Spacing. Was he kind of like mulling retirement and the, and and he d- did that like two years in a row and Green Bay was just kind of like, "All right, well, yeah, Aaron's our guy." Yeah. It was like a con- like they didn't really want to re up him and they knew they wanted him to kind of start honing in Aaron Rodgers. They wanted him to really teach him more and take him under his wing. Yeah. And he was like, "No." Right? That that's the weird thing. Like yeah, he wasn't Everybody it loves him, but he's like, "No, let that guy figure. I've heard him talk about. It. He's like, "Let him figure it out for himself." Yeah. Aaron Rodgers was great about it. Like he was like, "Okay, I'll just watch and listen. If you don't yeah. really want to help me, I'm just gonna l- learn by osmosis by being here." Right. I so. guess. I guess. Why do you want to train your replacement? Like, especially. Oh, God, they talk about it at nausea back home in Wisconsin about like why did he do that? And he was right and he was wrong. But yeah, it's it's a weird thing. I mean, like, let's say you're a CEO and they're like, "Hey, this we're grooming the the VP of whatever." Yeah. To be your replacement. Yeah, can you can, can you, you show him around him? your office? Like, yeah, where do you get show trash what you can? do, show him your day to day. Like, no, <laughs> I would not. So I don't blame him. I guess. Yeah, I guess I get it. Football's I get it, though. Brad. It's okay. Yeah, we the the state of Wisconsin has forgiven you. Oh man, he, he like he took a really bad football club and made it a multi million dollar banking facility right which is the only the green bay packers are the only publicly owned team yeah. right does the city of green bay own it what what is the deal there it's so complicated thing. do you own the green bay packers i, ha- I don't have Churchill's? a share a lot of my families have a share but it's kind of all just like a facade sure there's a set of owners there's a board and they own it and you can't like show up and be like I'd like to sell my share. Right. No. It's, your share is worth nothing. It's worth zero. It's just yeah. uh, It's just a piece of paper that you keep framed, yep. and everybody, every you day you good. come over and kiss it. Yep. Makes you feel good, but really it's like, it means nothing. It means nothing. Okay. It's, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. That one might be one I have you cut. Like, <laughs> I mean, it is true. It means everything to us. <laughs> it is important. It's great. It's a real family thing. It does make you feel good. It's cool. What's well, weird, Green Bay's not a very big city. No, which is kind of the whole point of the 60-yard line is that the basis of it is two buddies or a, a group of buddies of mine. It's in a neighborhood. Yeah. And these buddies of mine bought a house that's the backyard butts up against the parking lot of Lambeau Field. Okay. It literally is. Is it a, one of those right there with the fence that everybody's painted things on that fence? And uh, yes, other side, other though. side. Yep. Okay, okay, gotcha. And we say this because you, you and Larry performed. Yeah, so we did a show. Connection. You guys did a show at the Rush Center while you guys were filming this, right? Yes, and we tried to get you guys in the film, but we were leaving immediately. It was yeah, one you of those... guys literally flew in, did the show, flew out. Yeah, that was one of the first times. I, I I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but that was one of the first times that I flew. I think that was the first time I flew with him to go do a show. Uh-huh. And I took my wife, and it was just one kid at that time. Uh, I took them to Nebraska, and I flew to the show with Larry. So it was my first. I like getting from where my parents live in Nebraska to the plane is like an hour and fifteen minutes. So I left probably my house at like 2 p.m. got to the plane we flew did the show in that like hockey arena yep it was a great show had a blast flew home drove back i was back home before midnight and i was you know my head was just swelling i was like i just flew in a private jet they picked us up in this nice car you know performed for all these people sold out show get home i'm home before midnight i was barely even gone get in my wife and kid are sleeping in the bed i get in bed my kid had peed my side of the bed i slept in pee that night like right (laughs) right when my head was getting so huge and i thought well you've made it Hoff. i slept in pee you're like I, you know where there's not pee on that private jet, <laughs> but this is where I belong. This is where I'm at, <laughs> right here. Yeah, so it was the perfect one. But yeah, you you were like, hey, you should come over and yeah. Well, because I believe, like, I think Larry's a huge Packers fan. Yeah, his wife is from uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay, Wisconsin, and Nebraska doesn't have a professional team. So yeah, yeah he's like the de facto. Yeah, Packers that guy. was again like I remember like Facebook messaging you. And she'd be like, yep. hey. 
it would be so amazing. Like, we could pay him. We can pay you. Like, please, right. our, it's our tiny little film. <laughs> it, it, it would fit to just have you guys do a walk-on. Yeah. And it, we couldn't get it to work. Like, it, it was a you guys had a lot going on. We had a lot going on. We basically flew in. Did that? We were there for maybe two and a half hours, yeah. three hours, and the show and you was were two of that. Across the street for those two and a half hours uh, we filming. Bummer. Yeah, that's the way it works, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so you got this movie. You shot it. That that was two thousand. It, it's about two thousand nine, right? It yeah, takes the, place in two thousand nine. Yep. The film is set during the two thousand nine two thousand ten football season. Yeah. Um. But we shot it in, like, 2015, 2016. Okay. And what's that like to – because did you write it? I did, yeah. You wrote the movie. I wrote the movie with my writing partner, Nick Greco. Him and I are are writing partners and good friends. And produced it. it. Yep, we produced it. And what's that like? Take me through the process of getting an indie film, you know, through all those stages. And now it lives on a major platform on Amazon Prime. We're very fortunate. We're very grateful. But it's – hell yeah like at that budget so the full budget of the film is two hundred fifty thousand dollars. okay in the feature film world that you might as well be making it for nothing yeah you're just like every corner and i was and you wear all the hats i wore all the hats i was the writer producer i played the lead um and i was the pr person right it was like i was getting the financing i was the business manager i had to deal with the lawyers i had to deal with getting product placement it, I was casting it. You know, I, it, it was a lot to deal with on that budget. You shot it in like 2015, 2016. When was it done? Like, how long did it take you to get from like, here's our movie, now we're shooting? Like, we've raised the capital to do that. Like, what was the. From the start of raising the capital to yeah. when we had it in the can and sure, yeah. picture locked was, let's see, I started a uh, an Indiegogo campaign to get the startup funds in 20. 2013 2013 and february or end sorry end of 2013 uh-huh. into 2014 had that money spent all of 2014 beginning of 2015 raising the rest of the money uh-huh. and shot it and then had picture lock uh yeah towards the middle end of 2016 we were released in theaters uh in 2017 september Basically, this almost this week in 2017. 2017. So four years, basically, yep. from getting what you knew you wanted to do to getting it done. Yes. So this is almost half a decade of your life, that Let me movie. take that back. It was, I first started the film, I wrote it originally in 2004, 2005. Oh, had financing my goodness. in 2007, 2008. The, the crash happened, uh-huh. and that all just went away. Like You're the, talking about the financial the financial crisis. crisis okay, 2008 happened. That took it away. That took it away. I was working with uh, some people uh, back home that were interested in financing it, and literally, like, they just stopped replying to to my emails and phone calls. Ugh. They literally, it was literally like dating. I was like, why doesn't she love me anymore? <laughs> they ghosted you. And I just, you know, I was pretty new in the industry. I had, was just doing my first commercials. And yeah. just getting started as a writer, I was writing a lot of sketch and do, performing sketch, and just like my heart was broken when that happened. Yeah. So it sat on the shelf from basically oh eight oh nine all the way to two thousand thirteen. And what what would the budget have been had you made it in two thousand seven like you wanted to? We were going to try to do it for like three million. You were going to get three million? Yeah, and get a star though. Like we were going to have. You're going to get a guy. We were going to get a guy and a girl that were. <laughs> and there would also be a girl. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you have somebody in mind for it? We did. God, who did, it was? Uh, Kevin uh, Sorbo. Man, who was big in two thousand seven, two thousand eight? <sighs> I want to say it was like, uh, what's the Minnesota kid? Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott, like Stifler from Stifler, the yeah. American Pie. I think like him, and okay. then, um, oh my goodness, uh, I'm so bad with names. She's in like Heart, uh, not Jessica Biel. Anyways, I'll think of it. Yeah, Jessica Biel. No, she'd have been too tall no, for Sean William Scott. Yeah, nope, it wasn't her. It was, uh, oh, what's my, what's, she was in Heart of Dixie, that TV show. Heart of Dixie kid. TV show? Yeah, everybody knows this girl. Uh, Do I? I don't know that I've seen. She's in a Zach Braff movie. He cheats on his wife with her. He cheats. In, in, which they shot in Wisconsin. Heart of Dixie. Uh, what do we got here? Um... There, Rachel yeah. Bilson. Rachel Bilson. Oh, Rachel Bilson yeah, and Sean William Scott. Okay. Rachel Bilson, Sean William Scott. 
which they never knew this. Like, if they hear this podcast, they're going to be like... Well, they'll hear it, of course. Of course they will. <laughs> Sean's they a proud a, subscriber of subscribed. the podcast. Yeah, they get notifications. For sure. For sure. Uh, especially Rachel. You know, she got in late, so she's been binging it. She texts me from time to time. She's like, ah. I liked the last episode. You know, two episodes ago, I feel like you were just reaching your stride when it cut. And you're like, Bilson, 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 leave me alone. Bilson, would you knock it? I promise you Ryan will say your name in the podcast. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, Heart of Dixie's been a long time ago. Yeah. Can you please mention me? Yeah. So that's who we wanted for it way back then. And then it okay. just disappeared. Rewrote it completely. It's right. a completely different script than it was then to what, what we actually made. Okay. Um, you're like, we can do it to, for 250 yeah. and I'll star in it. Yeah. I'm, I'm the lead. My co-writer is the co-lead. And then we brought a, an actress in to play the girl, the, the, the lady interest uh, named Kim Crossman, Kimberly Crossman, who did a great job uh, playing my fiance slash girlfriend gotcha. in the film. And it's kind of like uh, the basis of it is I have to pick between living this perfect Packers lifestyle because I buy the house. It's based on a true story, which we previously mentioned. Based it on my buddies that bought the house uh-huh. in the parking lot of Lambeau Field. Yeah. That's true. Uh, and then he, so my character buys the house, supposed to be getting married. I won't spoiler alert it. No, don't. Basically, don't he, spoil it. People need to go see it. There's a twist of uh, he has to decide whether he wants to live this perfect football fan lifestyle sure. next to Lambeau Field or... Be little, an adult. Be an adult and make himself a life with his with his fiance. Right. And how do you feel about it now that it's in the can? It's it's kind of a couple of years in the rear view. How how do you look back at it? Oh man, it's like torture. It, and sometimes it's a blessing and sometimes it's a curse cuz I'm very proud of it. Yes. The fact that we got it done at all uh-huh. is amazing. The fact that we got it done, if we got it done it could have made 0 dollars. Yes. The fact that we got it done, Gravitas picked it up, Hulu picked it up. Um, we've we've done well with it. It's still like we're still promoting it, and it can still make more money. Yeah, we, we love it because when it makes money, we all make money. But um, yeah. So Gravitas has on Amazon. It's on Google Play. It's basically everywhere except Netflix, only because Hulu and Netflix are competitors. So right, right, Hulu right. Hulu has it. Netflix can't have it. Gotcha. Um, but it's available in. China, like we just sold rights to Taiwan and South Africa. And Do you have to have people overdub it, or they just get it in English? They overdub it. Yeah, we we send them a uh, we send them a textless version and a version without dialogue. Yeah, and then they they bring someone into a booth somewhere and right do all the right. And, uh, have no. you seen any of those? I with, haven't. I want like, to uh, so bad <laughs> your face, but you're speaking Chinese. Yeah, like I kind of want it to be like a gruff Chinese dude too, you know, because I'm not gruff. Like, <laughs> I have a child Can we voice. butch him up a little bit? Put that in the contract. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to need your manliest voice. Man voices overseas sales only. Because <laughs> obviously I sound like somewhat of a child. A little bit. Yeah. There's an innocence there. Kind of a little dork, dork kid voice. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird thing about those uh, the overdubs in different languages. Because several years ago when Frozen came out. Yep. And there was this video that went viral that a lot of people were posting where all the female Elsas were singing Let It Go, that huge song. But they were singing it in their own language. And they did this compilation where the song was running, but they did the 25 different languages. And it's all these girls sitting in a booth, you know, one at a time. Like, it's it'll say, like, this one's in Mandarin. And she'll be, like, you know, singing it in Mandarin. Weird thing to me was the words are still rhyming. Weird. Right? So are they making up words that... That's what I want to know, is now, does it say something else? Because how are things still rhyming? Yeah, because rhyme is is odd. Like, rhyme is rhyme. It's very based on the language, yeah. Right? That's the thing I think about musicals and things like that, is like, you put them in a different language, okay, it's lost something because now it doesn't rhyme. Yeah. But they were still rhyming. So how is that possible? Man, you've really opened up a wormhole here. Right? I don't know. I've never thought about that. It's weird. They must adjust it slightly. Google Mandarin rhyming. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to learn here on this podcast. If anybody has the answer to that, please let me know. Because And if you've seen that video, it's weird because then there are times... They must switch it a little bit because there's time where she sings, let it go, let it go, in the song, and the person sings two different things. She sings like... 
mama yo mama no oh and i'm like well, what Wait, what was is that she letting it go or is she not not don't let it exactly go? and i'm no uh i'm no linguist but i believe that she says two well, different I things i obviously am no linguist I don't know. I'm baffled. We, we've we've good, gone down a rabbit hole, but yes, have. check out uh, Ryan on the 60-yard line. Yeah, I would appreciate that. Right? Well, well, and for you, too, while well, you've been interested, so we got a lot of Packers players to make cameos. Yeah. One big Nebraska guy, Amon Green, I'm on. is in it. Yeah. So, Dude, he, he, he was a big part of my childhood. I can imagine. He was a big part of my childhood. We, we joked in like a lot of the PR tour things we got. Uh-huh. Like I would always introduce him, like at Q and A's, we did with a big uh, screening. The premiere screening was in Madison, and he we brought him up on stage, and I was like, introduce him as the guy that beat me in fantasy, that killed me in fantasy football. Right. You we know, as a Wisconsin guy, you didn't draft your own guys. I so think, many people are loyal to a fault when it comes to fantasy football. They're like, well, <laughs> well, he was so good. Like the, there was three years in a row when he was so good. Sure. That. I think I just didn't get didn't get it. That's early fantasy football it was. too. What is it that was... like? Finding a newspaper and doing the calculations yourself? That's almost pre-internet. I, I want to say, what did we do it? We did it on like Netscape. It was like Netscape, <laughs> America football. Online. You're yeah, to... <laughs> yeah. It was like AOL fantasy football, and it was really rough. Wow, that's early. I was in an early league too. Yeah, and the guy was. I think he was just doing it by hand. It might have even have been by hand. I just remember being like going up against him and being like, "He's he's gonna kill me." Yeah, it was our local card shop guy yeah. that was in the mall, like like collectors, like sports cards, like baseball cards. Yeah. It was that shop. He was running it, and I must have been in junior high or maybe a ninth grader. And we're like, he's like, well, it's twenty bucks to get in the league, and we're like, oh, I gotta go borrow twenty bucks. <laughs> like, Mom, I'm doing this. Thing. Trust me, it's not Trust gambling, me. Mom. It's fine. You know that guy at the at the baseball card shop? Yeah, he's weird. Yeah, the one that likes to hang around little kids all day. Yeah, him. I need to give he what he's asking me for twenty bucks. Needs twenty dollars. Fantasies. I, listen, I know I spent all my money there already. Okay, these cards are a good investment. He has a fantasy about you, and you have to pay him twenty bucks. Mom, come on! <laughs> I remember drafting Wayne Corbett. So whatever year that you know, Weird. right? Weird. Wayne Corbett, the wide receiver. Yeah, so that's like ninety seven. Wow. Definitely pre-internet, or maybe internet was just barely there. Yeah, I think I got my first email address in college in, like, 98. Where'd you go to college? University of Wisconsin-Stout. Okay. So, Wisconsin has, like, a UW system. Sure, yeah. Like most states do. Right. So, it's a state college. It's in North. And this is in Stout? It's in, God, this is so convoluted. Most of the UW schools are UW in the name of the town. Right. However, the one I went to is not. It's in Menominee. Named after a beer. It's named after a beer, yes. <laughs> Rightly so. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's like northern. It's like straight, say an hour east of the Twin Cities. Gotcha. In Wisconsin. Okay. There. You know what? Every time I play, there's a comedy club in, uh, what's the town between Milwaukee and Green Bay? What's the- Sheboygan, uh, Milwaukee, Racine. No, it's, it's like a, I mean, it's like 40 La miles south of Green Bay. Lacrosse? No, sorry, not across. Uh, Appleton. Point? Appleton. Appleton. Oh, okay. Am I right? South of Green Bay? Yeah. yeah okay. Anyway, uh, there's a there's a beer there that I've only ever had it any time I play Appleton, and it's like a cow on a can. Do you yep. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's um, uh, Spotted Cow. Spotted Cow yeah. beer, and they don't like let New- it out of the state. No, New Glarus. New Glarus Spotted Cow. Is the name of the brewery. Yeah, and New Glarus is actually in southwestern Wisconsin. But, yes. They don't let it out of Wisconsin, but to my listeners in Wisconsin, you already know this, but if you visit Wisconsin, yeah. go find the Spotted Cow Beer, because it is pretty good. It is good. However, uh-oh, uh-oh. we got product placement from a different Wisconsin oh, beer. Oh, now I'm blowing it. New okay, Glarus so the 60-yard line. Down. <laughs> New Glarus turned you down? They did. They turned w- us down. What, when you do product placement, you say, for X amount of dollars, we will be drinking your product. Yep. They're drinking your product. We put signs up. So we had Titletown Brewing Company. Which, which if you're a... Okay, so Titletown Brewing Company. Is, is in, that in Green Bay? It's in Green Bay. It's great. If you go. So how goofy that sounds, though, to like whoever you call over there at a brewery, uh, and you're like, hey, we're, we're filming something, you know, and we would like a lot of free beer yeah. <laughs> and also money. Yeah, it's... 
That's a hard sell. Oh, it's a, there's companies that have been founded that this, that's all they do. Like they pitch product placement okay. for movies to so they call up companies be like, "I've got a deal for you." Yeah. But we literally uh this guy, great guy. I'm actually great friends with him, now, the owner, the guy that runs it, uh Jim Kradowitz. He's like somebody introduced us to him. Uh-huh. And we went to the brewery and he's and we were just like, "We need money for the film for product placement." We'd love to talk to you about it. And he's sure. Like, yeah, come on. Everybody in Wisconsin is stereotypically nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, come on over. You can try. We can try beer and sit and drink beer and talk about it. People love to drink beer and talk a lot in Wisconsin. But like, we sure. Like, this is business. So like, we had to be like, you give us this much money. Your beer is the beer of the movie. You give us signs. We put it up in the in the production designer. The art department puts it up as background. Yeah, because the 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 script of the film, the story of the film, is they make the basement into a, a bar and a party area that they party right. after they, they they party after the games. Uh huh. So it lended itself to having a beer sponsor. Plus, sure. Obviously, people drink beer in Wisconsin. That's an understatement. So yes, it was one heck of a discussion to be like. Wait, so what am I getting back in return? Also, they'd be nervous that you're like getting drunk on film and making their product look bad. Is there any of that discussion? I feel like... Yeah, like, ugh. Um, there was a thing... I think we even had some writing. There's a contract you sign with them, a product placement contract right, right. that says... You know, basically you can't say like, oh, this title town beer is disgusting and it's and I'm going to drink it and go get a DUI and, and, and get into a drunk driving accident. Right. No, you can't... like. We did make a deal that said, no, we're just going to show that, like, we drink it and we have fun and it's, you know, your signs are there. And the and the label will be pointed out toward camera. Yeah. But not like a commercial. You didn't have to painstakingly, like, turn the can. No, not like Wayne's it, World. You? Not like Wayne's World where we're like. Right, right. Where he turns and just. It's like Pepsi. Yes. Yeah, no. I wonder if that was a real product placement. I wonder it if that. Be. Right? It had it, I mean, they were making a joke out of it. Yeah, it might have been just parody, though. They might have been just making fun of them. But, hey, I'm sure they, it, one way or the other, did well for Pepsi and Yeah, Pizza they would have Hut had to, anytime. Whatever it was in Wayne's World. Anytime there. it's named. So, yeah, so, no, we didn't have to work at it. It's just like, you, you know, like, you, you see the bottles all over the place and all the scenes. And did the, you have to write it into the script? No. Did you have to say it? Hand me one of those Titletown nope. brews, my good man. Nope, we didn't have to do that. Okay. Yeah. Did they ask you to do that? Do nope. you remember? They didn't. I would have asked you to do that. I know. Like, we'll I've say heard, it three times. I think that was part of like the sales pitch of saying like, hey, it's weird if we're like, I think we even use Wayne's World of like, it's super okay. weird if we're like, hand me that title town beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's so unnatural and just like people don't say that like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's weird in movies. Yes, in real life, people are like, give me a, you know, grab me a Bud Light out of the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's natural in real conversation. Sure. But in movies... It's obviously product. It's, it stands out like a sore thumb. But it, that, that's the future of advertising, isn't it? Like, as a commercial guy, isn't product placement like it's always been there? Yeah. But don't you feel like that's the kind of the level of integration that's going to have to become? It's a great question. My opinion of it is that you should be able to tell a story and depict real life without faking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like right now, we're sitting here in front of your system, and there's an Apple logo there. Yeah. You see in so Proud many sponsor movies. Of the yes. Thanks, uh, <laughs> Tim Cook, for sponsoring. Thank you, Timmy. Nick Hoff. But in my opinion, you know, it's like, why do you have to cover that up? Like sometimes you have to cover it up because simply you don't want to. Mi- they're saying you're misrepresenting their product. Okay. This is we went through a lot of legal stuff because we used marks in our film too. We used Packers marks. But from what I understand, I'm not a lawyer, so let's preface that. Please okay. contact your attorney if you're making a film. But as long as you're not misrepresenting the purpose of the product, uh-huh. like in our movie, we had Packers fans in Packers jerseys because that's what happens in yes. real life. Like you don't, you didn't have to get that logo cleared. No, we didn't. We right. had to purposely use officially licensed Packers logos because so we were properly represented. The accurate logo that has been approved by the nfl so had it been a knockoff you could have they could there could have been some legal recourse yes they could really? have said like you're misrepresenting us you're saying packers but that's not that's a, not packers that's not an approved logo they don't approve the movie either we had to put some a disclaimer that says it's like it's the first joke of the movie yeah yeah, yeah. we put a disclaimer that says i won't spoil it but because it's funny it's a joke, so I don't want to spoil the joke. But there's a disclaimer the there. It says the Green Bay Packers and the NFL do not approve of this. Did you try to get approval? We did. 
You yeah. did. You said, hey, will you guys approve of this? And they're like, actually not. They're, or they, they wanted were a very cut? kind, actually. Like, it, there's horror stories that the NFL is difficult to deal with. But we're like, we'd like to get an approval. It will help us in publicity. Right, right. We sent them a screener. We, we uh, In New York City, we scheduled a screening room. Uh-huh. Paid a lot of money to have one girl go screen the film. From the NFL. From the NFL. Yep, just to, to get approval. And she they, she watched the they, whole movie and said no? We think so. We think okay. she stayed for the whole 90 minutes. But she politely, not so politely, legally jargon dec- declined. Do you know the reason? Uh, they just can't. Like, they have to protect themselves. Sure. It doesn't help them, probably. It doesn't help them. They don't need us. We need them. They They don't. The risk for them probably is a liability. Yeah. Somehow, somewhere, if they were at the end, somebody NFL, got hurt on set, and all of a sudden their name's attached. You, yep. Anybody can. Come or after if somebody binge drinks after a game, they could say, "Well, you said it's okay because you did the sixty-yard line movie." <laughs> Who knows? Everybody's chasing <laughs> lawsuits nowadays, and my, I get it. My buddy and I filmed a uh, a movie when we were in high school, and part of. Part of it we wrote to take place inside a fast food restaurant. I won't tell you which one. Yeah. It's one of the big ones. And we called. We went in and we talked to them. They're like, you got to talk to the regional manager there. Run it up and the chain. we called them and they were like, no. And we're like, okay. And we still filmed it. We still just went in there yeah. and guerrilla warfare it. Like, we yeah. got kicked out a couple times. It's like, whatever. It's, what? Yeah. And that, again, that probably goes back to liability. Like, if somebody gets hurt in there. Yeah. But it's a whole it, insurance thing. And it's expensive. Insurance is expensive. And I get it. But sometimes it's like, what if you just sign anything that says, like, it's on me personally if someone gets hurt? You know, like, my, my this is yeah. my filmmaker. Let me waive my rights. Yeah. My filmmaker opinion is you should be able to accurately tell a story as if we are living in this world that we're living in. If you, wanted, if you, if you go to McDonald's, right. you go to McDonald's. Millions and millions of people go to McDonald's. If it's in a movie, people get it. Yeah. You don't have to make McDowell's, you know? <laughs> like, that's dumb to me. Like, you see, so, like, there is a lot of money spent and a lot of hoops jumped through to not show marks. And I think it's so dumb. You're talking about, you're talking about greeking out is what they call it. That's like what they call it, yeah. putting black tape over the Ford logo exactly. on the front of a car. Exactly. Otherwise, you know... Maybe the flip side is true. Maybe it's movies say, like, no, we're not going to give you this publicity unless you pay us to show the Ford logo. Right. Or it could be it could be that the production said, we asked Ford to give us money for product placement, and they didn't. Yeah. So screw them. Yeah. We're not going to show their product. Yeah. Fun, so sub, somewhat related, but sidetrack. Okay. You've seen the movie A Star is Born? Yes. So... Sam Elliott is the voice of Ram. Right, Guts, right. Glory Ram. That's yeah, my yeah, Sam yeah. Elliott impression. That's the great. Kid. It was is great. It? I knew exactly who it was. You didn't yep. even have to say his name. So, very serious movie. I was the only one in the theater that laughed out loud of, there's a, there's a scene with Sam Elliott and Bradley Cooper uh-huh. riding in the truck. Okay. And it's a French over, meaning it's shot over the shoulder of... Sam Elliott. You called it a what? It, a French over? Yeah, that, that's the, I think that's the that's the name I use when I direct. Is like when it's over your shoulder from behind. Okay. Like okay. Just shot like this. Gotcha. Um, so it's Sam Elliott talking, and you come into the scene, and and there's like a Dodge Ram logo on the on the headrest. Oh, really? Of the of the thing, and you can see it perfectly, like on the steering wheel. The whole scene for me is a very serious scene. You're supposed to be serious, but the whole time I'm going, Ram. Yeah. Ram. And you think they did that on purpose? I think they did it on purpose. And I'm like, please, come on, say Ram. Say, so like, <laughs> you're my brother, Ram. <laughs> you know what was funny about that movie is uh, they, and I don't know if it was an improvised line or not, where Sam Elliott says, you stole my voice. Oh, yeah. Remember when he yeah. says that? Because he was a singer right. in that movie. Yep. And this other guy... Bradley Cooper, like, is the famous one. Yep. And his brother's, like, security or something. Yeah, his brother's his manager. Okay. Yeah. And he said, you stole my voice. Because that was funny because before my wife and I were watching it, we didn't know Sam Elliott was in the movie, like, before he arrived. And we're going, why is he doing a Sam Elliott impression? I didn't either. I was the same way. I didn't know Sam Elliott was in the movie. Yeah. And then when he was, I was like, wait a minute. Is Bradley Cooper making fun of Sam Elliott? Yeah, right? Like, I get, okay, oh, they're brothers. Yeah, it's like okay, now I get it, and it was great. Like, don't get me wrong, but but like afterwards, I was like, oh, hmm, yeah. Because I mean, any I wonder if that stole my voice thing was ad libbed. Yeah, like we got to leave it in. Like, I wonder if 
because I think I've even seen interviews with Bradley Cooper where he's like, I needed, he's like, I went and had voice lessons so that I could get down into a lower range like Sam Elliott. He took voice lessons to do that? I think he worked with somebody. Huh. Please check that. I don't know if that's true or not. It could be. But I'm pretty sure he, like, he worked with a, somebody or something to sing deeper. Okay. But it it's cool, yet weird, yet, I don't know about you, but most white boy comedians, or most comedians, like, uh-huh. you got it's almost like everybody's got a Cosby impression. Sure. You got to have a Sam Elliott impression. <laughs> or a Ted Levine impression. I don't know. Who Do the... You, Ted Levine. Yeah, remember the, uh, from uh, Silence of the Lambs? Like, uh, puts the lotion in the bar. Oh, is that, what, is that what his name was in that movie? No, that's his real that's name. That's his real I name. That's his real actor name. What yeah. was he in recently? He was in something. He's where in On Becoming a... God in Central Florida. He plays like that. I, I haven't seen that. Okay. He was in something that I've seen where he plays. Oh, was he in the last Jurassic Park world? Might have. I haven't seen that. Is he like the guy that. The bad guy that gets his like arm bit off by the weird dinosaur that they created? Spoiler he alert. He could be. He's that actor that's in everything. He was in Heat. Sam Levine? What's his T- name? Ted, Ted Levine. Levine. I believe Ted, Yeah. Ted Levine. And, but best known for... And that's some sort of fat girl. Yeah, yeah. A great big fat person. <laughs> that's my Ted Levine. <laughs> Which then accidentally ebbs into Sarah Elliott Ram. Uh, yeah, that's there it. There he is. Yeah, okay. He, he was on a show for a long time, though. Monk. Oh yeah, he was in Monk forever. He was he's only five eleven. He seems like yeah. He was in Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Oh, there you go. Uh, he's only five eleven. He seems like a huge dude. Yeah. Like in everything you see, is that just because actors are tiny? Well, fi- uh, yeah. What are you? Are you five eleven? I'm six foot. Oh, I'm five. But like eight. he, if I had to guess how tall he was, I'd say six three, based on what I've seen him in. Yeah. Hmm. He's a creepy dude. He always plays like the bad guy. Yeah, his voice is very, very gruff. Bang, 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 close entry wound here. My friend, a good comedian friend of mine from Chicago. Oh, my kids and uh, family are coming back. Hey! With bananas. Oh, look at that. You have blonde kids. You have brown hair. What happened? I know. I know. My wife sleeps around. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm going to shut this. We're almost done. Kids come home. Yeah. The podcast studio gets There's shut down. Cuties. Look at that. And that's the three-year-old and the one-year-old right there. Oh, man. And you said your kid is... 14 months? 14 months, yeah. First kid? First kid. Last Only kid? kid? Last kid? Yeah. Done? Yeah, Called done. It? We went through heck oh. to have him. Oh, okay. So, my poor wife. Oh, yeah? <laughs> my poor lovely wife has <laughs> been through the gauntlet. Oh, really? Yeah. So, okay. But we we have him and... Every, everybody's good? Everybody's good. Everybody He's good. good. He's healthy. healthy. She's healthy. Did you get snipped? I didn't get snipped. This nope. is no, but she did. She got tied. She didn't get tied. It's just but a thing. Yeah. It's okay. A, we we know. We don't have to go into it. Yeah. No. I can see. I your... can just say we know it's very unlikely that we have another kid. Ooh, I would not be okay with unlikely. Oh, John Gruden, knock on wood, oh, with me. No, unlikely. Famous last words. Yeah. We'll have you on the podcast next. Oh, year we just talked you... about this last night. We were Ugh. like, we were like, we should probably be careful, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, because you know how it goes. Everybody tells the story of like. We adopted, and then we had one. Yep. That's exact. My wife, so when we conceived of our little girl, we wanted a third one, but I wasn't quite ready. Okay. And when we conceived, she was, my wife looked at me, and she goes, it's not even the time. Like, you're not going to get me pregnant right now. Math it won't right. happen. Yeah. And so we, you know, had our fun, and then, you know, whatever it is, three, four weeks later, uh, guess who's coming? More fun. Guess who's coming to join the party? And it's it was like I wasn't even playing the game. It was like I walked past a group of guys that were playing three-on-three half-court, and the ball rolled toward me. They're like, hey, throw it back. And I picked it up. I threw it back, and it swish. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to. Yeah, I swear. It's like because well, when we had him, we had basically given up. We're like, all right, we'll try one more. Yeah. One more round. And we're like, but it's not going to happen. Like, we're yeah. just, we're just, we're going to be that couple that doesn't have kids. We'll look into adoption if we can afford it. Blah blah blah. Right. And it happened. Isn't it so stupid how expensive adoption is? Like, we've looked at it um, just because we there was a period where we wanted to have a fourth, but eh, I don't know. Um, and I, like, her brother has looked into it. It's so expensive. Yeah. To like take a child off of someone's hands. Yeah. An expensive thing already. Right. Yeah, oh boy, you're I, you're going down a rabbit hole that I have. It, like, it's complicated. I, I think know. I would yell at people. I would too. It, it's dumb. Like, I have some good friends that have. They're very adoption 
they, they've gone through it and they know a lot about it. And wow, it's expensive and it's hell. I mean, are they trying to recoup the cost of keeping the kid for the time that it was? I think it's just like part of the system. There's a lot, there's a lot of work that has to be done to make sure like, okay, the kid is okay. And there's a process and paperwork and legalities that the, the mom and the kid that sure the birth mother and then process of checking the people to make sure you're not ending up with all sorts of bad yeah that's true it's the bad seeds out there it's It's the human traffickers that are that are raising the price i'm guessing i don't know not not an adoption expert here well finally something we can blame the human traffickers for yes (laughs) making the adoption (laughs) (laughs) but it can't be like 20 bucks and you get a kid yeah, I guess that's true, but it's just it it puts a uh, barricade in front of something that's good. Yes, right. Agreed. Like nine times out of ten, I would say it's probably going to be a good, positive thing. Yeah, like, people that want a child can't have it naturally. Yeah, like the foster system is great, but then again, there are a large number of criminals that come out. of Is your second one cheaper? Like if you adopted multiples, like would you be like you, you already went off. through the pro- yeah, like you already went through the process, great like you're question. good. No clue. If anybody has adopted multiples, please hit up the Hoffcast and let us know. We'd like to keep our listeners educated. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Getting deep on Hoffcast. <laughs> Today, we dive into adoption and the costs. Listen, we've talked football, we've talked beer, we've talked product placement. I think people want to hear this kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's interesting to me, and certainly there are more people out there. Yeah. With similar interests, so it's football season. Who's your watch? Who's your NFL team? See, I just like watching good football. Okay, yeah, because growing up in Nebraska, you know, some people went like Kansas City. Some, if you're on the western part of the state, you went Denver. Oddly enough, a lot of people, I think it's just Midwest. A lot of people go uh, Packers. with Packers, and Amon Green may have had something to do with that. Yeah, as a Nebraska boy, like going over there, and then. Um, and a lot of people go Bears. Some people go Vikings. We're in this weird little yeah. in between all these places. I just like watching good football, and I loved watching Brett Favre play. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is great, so that's that's fun. Like watching him, t- he's maybe one of the best at throwing a hail mary. I've seen him yeah. be successful at like a end of the half or end of the game. I would argue that like it's become a thing so much with him that like they're doing it unnecessarily now. Really, last week they did so the. So I don't know when, when we're when we're up, but so they just got done playing first week of the season. First week of the season, they played the Bears uh-huh. at the end of the first half. They could have done a checkdown and got into within field goal range and kicked a field goal before the half. But instead, but instead they rolled him evo. out for a hail mary right before the half. Well, he's so good at buying time. Yeah, he's so good at like being in that pocket for two to three seconds and then rolling. And he's weirdly fast, like. Like, I can't explain it, but like he's re- he can scramble and it looks kind of funny in my opinion. I think he might be quick. Yeah, he's quick. He might he might so not he can, like have like dead breakaway speed. Like he's not going to pull away from anybody, but he but he, he like got a good going, first yeah. and so second he can, step. Like, he can like spin out of the pocket and get over outside hashes real quick to throw that right, which helps him get a nice up and down on it. Yeah, I was fast. I wasn't necessarily quick. Ditto. Like, getting off the line, I wasn't. But you time me on a forty, and I'm pretty good. Yep, same, same. Yeah, I was same. Little but quick. We could have played in the NFL. We could have. Too bad I, I didn't make the minimum weight limit even my senior year in high school. The I'm, minimum? Yeah. There, and I recall in, my, in the state of Wisconsin, you had to weigh at least like 115 pounds to play Oh, we football. had none of that. We had none of that. Oh, it's Nebraska, so like just everybody can just, just play. Uh, listen, you can get that helmet hel- on your head. <laughs> we'll weigh you with on. the helmet on. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Because no, I was I'm, tiny. Oh, were you? I was tiny, tiny. Yeah. Did I, you... I was a, I was like Dennis Rodman. I I grew after high school. Like suddenly I went from five one, five three my senior year to five nine. My they're at UW Stout. Yeah, UW Stout. All luckily, because <laughs> to be a little kid your freshman year yeah, in college it's, is it's like rough. Hi! it's rough. I grew Let's my party. junior year of high school, but yeah. but I also started school late. Like I didn't start kindergarten until six. Oh okay. Oh so yeah so you're double so behind. yeah I was I was really. Late. That's why I didn't play football my junior year because I was still just a tiny. I was going to ride the pine. Yeah, so and I'm hard. guessing like the stereotype of like like Wisconsin. We have big kids in Wisconsin. We're big dudes. There's a lot of big kids. Like my hometown was like like we had a good football team and a great basketball team. My when I went through high school because we had some big kids. Yeah, we had we had a good football team. Our basketball team wasn't great. Like it, it's not a basketball state. Yeah, 
You, Wisconsin is it basketball? It's a little weirdly bit? yes and no. Like like, oh God, it's hard. Uh, the Milwaukee area and like sometimes there's different parts that are very good. There's some really good kids that come out of Wisconsin. A lot the, a lot of the Badgers, they they recruit out of state quite a bit. Um, I in state, say, in state, yeah. Sorry, in state, gotcha. Out of state, but in state, like I think Jay Happ, who's their big center now, is a he's an in state kid. Yeah, you get those big like Frank Kaminsky. I think was a big butterflied broad eating Wisconsin <laughs> boys <laughs> drinking that spotted cow and that yeah. uh, not the spotted cow. They're drinking the uh, title title town lager. Yeah, green nineteen. The Aaron green nineteen. Green nineteen. Oh, is that the name of one of the beers? That's their IPA is Green Nineteen. Very okay. good. I like it actually. I gotta check that out next time. I'm going I'm I'm gonna be in Appleton uh in July. I've got a weekend oh. there, so I gotta oh, try Titletown Green Nineteen. Yeah, definitely. Like it that was the cool part. Like they had no qualms about giving us beer. We literally like we had that meeting with Jim and like, Titletown. We'll about the money, Brewing but you guys can have some beer. We woke up the next day. And because we stayed in the house where we shot the film, yeah. outside of the garage were literally like a pallet of beer, and then another truck came and dropped off like signs and banners. That's so awesome! So we had all the Green Nineteen beer that we and Johnny Blood that we wanted to. It's so. nice when something like that works out. I did a comedy tour back in 2010, and we were trying desperately to get a beer sponsor. We're like, this is perfect. We're doing like a lot of colleges and these like bar shows and stuff all across the country and we had this Winnebago and and the one of the comics his dad uh owned a sign company so they were going to do a complete body wrap on it and we had all this space we're like we're going to get a few sponsors probably and we're going to drive this cross country it's going to be you know social media wasn't what it is now then yeah uh so we probably could have sold it a little bit better now by by promoting it like that but um but we could not get a beer sponsor to land as uh, try as we might we tried the big boys we tried small dogs we, it's so much harder than you think like that was the one m- miserable thing that we had with is that oh you're making a, a, a movie with a packers backdrop of like oh well, beer sponsors brat sponsors yeah. tailgating sponsors no. there's gonna be a kringle in there no god it was so hard they were so non-responsive like we wanted to get johnsonville brats they that was literally like just screaming at a wall yeah we got no like we had so many people coming help trying to help us get in contact with them and there was such a huge process like there was a you know american family insurance like we were trying so many like budweiser it's again, it's, it comes Lining down Kugel's to beer. We tried everybody. It comes it, down to the uh, people being suspicious. It's like it's why it costs so much to adopt a kid because you've got to weed out the bad. So everybody's suspicious. They think, what do you want? Yeah. Why, what, what is this? Yeah. Nobody thinks this is going to help me. When I, when I was graduating from college and I took an interview uh, in Chicago and I didn't anticipate there were going to be toll roads driving up there from Indiana. Oh. And, uh, and so it's like, you know. 7.30 in the morning, I'm going through these tolls, and very quickly I run out of money. I have no more cash. It's... And I, I have no hope of getting any cash. And you have to have so cash. I, Even now, you have to have cash. Yeah. So I pull off at a gas station. At, like I'm, I'm out of it. I've, I've scoured the floorboards for change, and I pull off to this gas station. And my plan was, okay, I'm going to ask somebody who's paying for gas and cash if I can pay for their ca- gas with my credit card. Easy enough. Give me the cat. You're putting 20 bucks in your car, I'll just swipe my credit card for you $20. Up, you give, give me, me the, the cash yeah. so I have money for tolls. And I asked three different people. Everybody goes, no, I don't feel right about that. <laughs> I'm sitting, I'm standing here in a suit trying to get to a job interview, and people are not willing to trade just, cash for a transaction. And like you said, it's probably just weird. It's not that people it's didn't weird. want to do it. like. Like people like it's not what you expect when you go to a gas station for to be like given a, a a sales financial proposition, right? But to not do it, like I would at least hear it out and be like, okay, yes, this checks out. Let's yeah. do it. If your card is declined, I'm not going to give you the twenty dollars, but sw- swipe the card. And if it's like, okay, yes, you have twenty dollars. Here's the cash. Yeah, like I would, I would be like, this is weird, but put the card in. I'll, if it says okay and I start pumping and the gas is going in my tank, I'll hand you the Boom, 20 bucks. There it is. See? You're a reasonable human being. This yeah. is what I feel like every time I'm on an airplane and I know I'm going to have to take an Uber to like 
you know, some part of town, I just want to stand up on the airplane and just be like, hey, is anybody going north? <laughs> How are you getting there? Yeah. Because, I mean, that would be a weird thing. And everybody would look at me like I'm insane. Yeah. But that's not an insane thing. They would be like, he's going to blow us up. It's Yeah. Right? Yeah. One time I was <laughs> I was going to the airport and my cab did not pick me up. And it was a small enough town they did not have Uber. The cab was not coming. It's like, and my plane's, you know, getting ready to board. And so I have to hoof it the mile and a half in the snow to the airport. I'm dragging a suitcase. It's not like rolling because it's there's just ice it's a and snow. Plow. Yes. And cars are driving past me going to the airport. This is the only road to the airport. Like I'm walking over an overpass getting to the Lincoln Airport and uh and nobody's picking me up and I'm thumbing everybody that goes by cuz it's freezing cold. But in rea- reality, I am a full-grown man at 5 in the morning yep. carrying what could contain a body. And Back in the 60s and 70s, somebody would probably picked you up, but one day... And out of Jeffrey Dahmerdom. Somebody Dahmered somebody. Whereas Dahmer, Wisconsin? Yep. Yeah, you guys got some weirdos up there. I know. Like, part, as you know, I'm writing new material, but part of it is like, there is so much weird criminals coming out of Wisconsin. Who's up there? It's Dahmer and John, John Wayne, Wayne Gacy. Gacy. Who, what, did, what did Gacy do again? Gacy... Uh, was he part of what uh, Silence of the Lambs was based on? Kind or was of. that Dahmer? It was more Dahmer, I think, but Gacy kind of did the same thing. Gacy made uh, lamps and stuff out of women's skin. Okay, so that's a little bit... Purses. That's what gloves. he was going to do in Silence of the Ram- yeah. Lambs. I think I think Silence of the Lambs was Dahmer, Gacy, and uh, Texas Chainsaw. Yep. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Both those guys. Who else from Wisconsin? Uh, you got more in your closet? Oh, yeah. They're, they're actually... So, oh, God. Now, see, now I'm blanking. Well, then there was Making a Murderer. Oh, yeah, that, which, that that guy? Which was right near where we shot the 60-yard line. Is that right? Yeah, that's all kind of Green Bay area. <laughs> so, which was huge at the time. Like, that was the big, like, we went there. Like, I have pictures of me and the director and Nick, my co-writer, uh-huh. at the, like, sign, the junkyard sign. Uh, it was creepy, but awesome. It That whole thing was going on the same time as, uh, what was that HBO show with Woody Harrelson and Matthew True Detective. Man- yeah. Yep. It had that same, same feeling, vibe. didn't it? Yeah, creepy. So, yeah, there's a lot, though. There's a lot of weird crime out of Wisconsin. There's been, a, unfortunately, a couple of the mass shootings lately. There was the one over in Milwaukee where a guy shot up a Sikh temple. Okay. I don't even think I heard about that. That's Not how a- many shootings there are. Yeah. No, I... I so try to forget them so news. that these guys don't think they can that they're cool because they're idiots because obviously they're whatever. I I think that whenever somebody shoots up a place, you should kill like if if they're caught red-handed, kill them almost instantly. Yeah, d- like yeah. we we don't need to go through a trial. Yeah, you did it. Well, we're done. I don't care if we're you're crazy. You. What are you crazy? I don't care. Their name, like remember the victims' names. Let's uh-huh. talk about the victims all day long. But literally, like. Can you like legally go in and just erase somebody? Erase like, them except exist. for a picture of their tiny little wiener. Their tiny yep. little bent, yeah. misshapen wiener that post that everywhere. Yeah. You show a couple of like weird looking dongs on the internet. This is Definitely. the guy that shot it, like, and this is what we're going to do. Yeah. People might think twice before they like load that gun. They might be like, Well, yeah. am I having a good dick day or is this a bad dick day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This has taken a weird turn. It has, but I, I like it. It's it's truth. <laughs> you know, like my the- again, my theory is like, why don't we have some gals that like maybe they they need money for uh-huh. kid for their kid that they wanted to give up for adoption but couldn't. Okay, let's lower the amount of serial killers and mass shooters by like if you need a little money, just go give the guy his give his weird little wiener a little tug. <laughs> it's a state funded program. <laughs> You, you you join the state funded tug woman women that tug program just to keep guys sane because that's why they're insane they just a girl won't touch their weird little wiener <laughs> so they they get nuts on a school do you know how many guys are going to be signing up for this program I'm yeah. feeling a little off yeah well that's fine <laughs> like it's they're paying for it we just solved every problem you're welcome America yes tune in next week where we'll be dealing with hunger yep. Um, Speaking of hunger. Dude, Ryan, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Anything else you, coming up? Yeah, I have a couple projects that we're pitching. That, okay. Yeah, so, God, it's hard. Uh, 
Nick, my co- my writing partner, yes, created into the show that I'm in and and I'm a writer on, but he's the creator called Illuminatily. Okay, very Illuminatily. F- so if you're into the Illuminati, that's kind of the backdrop. Can that be seen somewhere? Is it out? It's not. We have a pilot presentation that we're pitching around. Okay. So be on the lookout for that. Yes, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. And if any network executives are listening, just call us. I mean, come on. No, don't be. We- don't make it weird. It's yeah, just a guy. Yeah, you know, it's trying to make a trans. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing that, and I have an- another film coming out uh, that we haven't announced yet, uh, but I'm in post production on that. Uh, I have a ton of commercials playing still, which yeah. is nice. That pays the bills, dude. Yeah, check him out. Nine one one with Angela Bassett, Trey's mom from Boys in the Hood. Really? Yes, it's a very serious episode, kind of dealing with stuff that we just got done talking about. Really? Yes. Do you know when that's on? Uh, I don't know when my episode airs because they always switch them around. I'm in sure. episode three hundred one, which technically should be season three, episode one, but I don't think they air them in order because okay. the first episode is coming this week. On Fox, and it's about the tsunami in L.A. So you're not which sure is that not that's my gonna... episode. Gotcha. I play a funny character in a very serious show. I play Pony Boy. Literally, Good. I finally got to play a Pony Boy, a guy <laughs> that runs pony rides at Griffith Park. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I play Drew, the Pony Boy, and Angela Bassett. Question. Did you? Did the? Uh, it's that uh, last time. It was funny because we were both auditioning for Dairy Queen. Yep. And we had just talked to each other outside of there, outside of the audition room. I was like, I, I feel weird because I feel like I recognize people, but I don't know if I know them or if I know them from social media or what. And I said that to the gal that I went in and auditioned with. Yep. I said, you look familiar. Do I know you? And she goes, yeah, you look familiar too. Uh, maybe we've worked together before. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe. And then I came out and you're like, hey, do you know who you were just in there with? Yeah. I was like, what? what who? It, it was the gal from Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. And I felt like the biggest dipshit. Paul Rudd's uh, hot girlfriend. I met someone. Yeah. M- Michael Ian Black. Yeah. Uh, I felt like the biggest idiot. And she must have been just yeah, like, I can't think of her name. You look too. familiar too. Yeah. Hmm. She actually booked a different spot, but she was on set and I talked to her. Yeah. I was on a veil for that. And I was like, oh, wouldn't that be cool? After you t- I'm glad you didn't tell me beforehand. Yes, I was going in. And you're like, oh, I have something to tell you, and the, or you texted it to me when I was yep. right. I didn't. I knew right away too because you were sitting next to her, and I don't know if you were going over lines. Or I whatever. had no idea. Yeah, she just looked familiar to me. Yep, I knew. I because I what had American Summer is like that's on my top five. Always okay. List. That's like. If you say what's your favorite movie, sometimes I'll say Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, it's it's and right she up there. was she was yeah, uh, I, I can't remember her name for the life of me. But anyways, she was. Uh, she played Paul Rudd's hot girlfriend, and then what's his name fell in love with her. Right, right. The the director or writer of it. Right? Yeah, not Michael Ian Black, but uh, yeah, but it's one of those names. We're great like a three... with names today. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Listen, we're solving yeah. adoption. We're solving mass shootings. Yeah, you can't be expected to remember all we these can't names. Solve Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> it's already been solved. Yeah, and rehashed on Netflix. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for coming out. Thanks for having me. Brother. Doom, doom, bip.